This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. shared that story and he said you know unfortunately that's largely accurate so many of the people that are in positions of influence and power in our country today they're corrupt they're they're bending and you know making their decisions whatever based on money based on special interest groups based on you know the lobbyists based based on personal interests you know personal gain whatever the case may be Unfortunately, there is a lot of corruption in our government. There's a lot of corruption in our leaders. In today's message from Pastor Robert, he teaches us that unfortunately, when a person receives a position of power or influence, they're corrupted. They might have sought personal gain or money. However, God is not corrupted and is our perfect leader to follow. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts chapter 23 with today's message. So he knew, Paul knew that he knew, Ananias knew that he knew, and probably Tertullus knew that he knew. But still, you give it a shot, right? You suck up if you can. That was the attitude of the attorney there. Verse 5. For we have found this man a plague. Oh, come on, Tertullus, tell us what you really think about Paul. He's a pestilence, was the word that he used there. A creator of dissension among all the Jews throughout the world. And a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. And that word that was used there, that the sect, implied heresy. It's like we we talk about cult groups. It's a cult. That's what they're saying here. This is just a heresy. Verse 6, he even tried to profane the temple, and we seized him and wanted to judge him according to our law. But the commander, Lysias, came by and with great violence took him out of our hands, commanding his accusers to come to you. By examining him yourself, you may ascertain all these things of which we accuse him. And the Jews also assented, maintaining that these things were true. So now, you know, the high priest and the, and the council, you know, the guys that came with their, their, yeah, that's, that's right. That's, I mean, we were just the guys that, you know, he's a scoundrel. He's causing problems everywhere he goes. He's stirring up trouble. And he came in, he was, he was actually going to come in and profane our temple. We had to, you don't know, we had to seize him. And then this commander came in and, you know, police brutality over here. Verse 10, then Paul, after the governor had nodded to him to speak, answered, inasmuch as I know that you have been for many years a judge of this nation, I do the more cheerfully answer for myself, because you may ascertain that it's no more than 12 days since I went up to Jerusalem to worship. And they neither found me in the temple disputing with anyone nor inciting the crowd, either in the synagogues or in the city, nor can they prove the things of which they now accuse me. But this I confess to you that according to the way which they call a sect, so I worship the God of my fathers, 
believing all things which are written in the law and the prophets. I have hope in God, which they themselves also accept. There will be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. This being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense toward God and men. Now, after many years, I came to bring alms and offerings to my nation, in the midst of which some Jews from Asia found me purified in the temple, neither with a mob nor with tumult. They ought to have been here before you to object if they had anything against me. Now, that's a legal statement, by the way. It's like, you know, all these witnesses that were there should be here. They're the ones that, you know, are ultimately my accusers. And Or else let those who are here themselves say if they found any wrongdoing in me while I stood before the council. Unless it's for this one statement, which I cried out, standing among them, concerning the resurrection of the dead, I'm being judged by you this day. Paul says, you know, that the, the ones that were actually accusing me of wrongdoing in the temple, they're not even here. They're supposed, under Roman law, my accusers should be here. But the ones that are here, I mean, if I did anything that's against the law while I was in the council, well, then let them state what I did. Verse 22, but when Felix heard these things, having more accurate knowledge of the way, talking about Christianity, he adjourned the proceedings and said, when Lysias, the commander comes, I will make a decision on your case. So he commanded the centurion to keep Paul and to let him have liberty and told him not to forbid any of his friends to provide for or visit him. So he really gave Paul a lot of latitude, gave him, you know, he's like house arrest more or less. And after some days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. Now, as he reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and answered, go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I'll call for you. Meanwhile, he also hoped that money would be given him by Paul, that he might release him. Therefore, he sent for him more often and conversed with him. But after two years, Porcius Festus succeeded Felix, and Felix, wanting to do the Jews a favor, left Paul bound. Now, let's back up and talk about this. There are four things that I want to take note of and discuss just a little bit. The first one is Felix's corruption. Did you notice right there at the end of the chapter? He kept bringing Paul back, you know, to talk with him a little bit. Why? Because he wanted some money. He was hoping for a bribe. He was corrupt. He had gained office through corruption, if you will. I mean, isn't that what we say about people that end up in a position of power because of who they know? Is that right? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Corruption. Felix was corrupt. Felix was just hoping for a bribe. You know, he was, Felix was, was willing to let the guilty go free if they, if they had enough money. He was also willing for the innocent to stay captive if they didn't pay him. And we know that to be true because he knew that Paul was innocent. He knew it. The only reason he kept him in chains at the end of his tenure was just he wanted to do the Jews a favor. Again, it's a, it's a matter of, you know, power. It's a matter of influence. It's a matter of, you know, doing a favor. He, he, he knew that this was all bogus. It was all baloney. He knew. But still, he kept Paul in prison. He was corrupt. Now, understand that in, in their day, people were not elected. You didn't have elected officials in the Roman Empire. Everybody got into office because they bought it or they knew somebody or they, you know, they were from a family or it was, you know, some kind of thing. You know, for the most part, these kinds of positions were handled that way. You could, you know, you could actually buy a seat in the Senate in Rome. It was common practice to buy these positions 
of influence. And you know what? It kind of is today, too. I was talking with a, a friend of mine who's a political consultant. I was sharing with him, you know, my, my dad, when I was growing up, one of his common sayings was, if a person in the United States of America, if a, if a person doesn't vote, they have no right to speak concerning government, concerning the issues of our country. If you don't vote, keep your mouth shut. That's what my dad would always say. You have a right to vote, therefore you have a responsibility to vote. And so if you don't do it, don't complain. Don't complain. Just You didn't participate, so keep your mouth shut. He reminded me of that four years ago because he said, you know, I didn't vote this year. What? He said, yeah, I know. I always said if you, if you don't vote, don't complain. But he said, you know, son, I, I looked at all of them that are running, and I just don't trust any of them. He said, I think they're all crooks. Now, I'm not saying I agreed with him, but I understood. I was talking with this friend, this political consultant. He he works a good bit in Washington, D.C., and you know we were talking about politics, and I shared that story, and he said, you know, unfortunately, that's largely accurate. So many of the people that are in positions of influence and power in our country today, they're corrupt. They're they're bending and, you know, making their decisions, whatever, based on money, based on special interest groups, based on, you know, the lobbyists, based, based on personal interests, you know, personal gain, whatever the case may be. Unfortunately, there is a lot of corruption in our government. But you know what? You and I still have a responsibility, maybe even a greater one in light of that fact, to be involved. If you are Able, if you're a citizen of the United States and therefore able to vote in the United States, I would say to you, you must. If you have that right, you have that responsibility. You have that responsibility. You also, with that, have the responsibility to do your homework, pay attention. You know, one of the blessings of, of living in the 21st century is we have more information at our fingertips than, than a lot of us even want, right? I mean, I get so many emails every week with stuff. I'm like, delete, 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 delete. You know, I, I don't have time. You know, it's interesting stuff, even stuff I've signed up for. You know, like I get a, I get a weekly email from a, a German magazine because I want to see the European perspective on the, the issues that, that we face in the world and that we face in this country. And I've learned that this is a pretty reliable magazine. We are so blessed with the technologies that God has given us these days. Being able to share Bible teaching through the radio is wonderful. A couple of other great resources are Facebook and Twitter. For most of us, these resources are part of our everyday lives. Maybe as you are listening today, someone in your life came to mind that would be blessed by hearing this message. You can share today's message on your Facebook page and Twitter feed to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Friends, radio is an expensive endeavor, and we want to let you know how you can help partner with us to help Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy. We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home, but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. 
please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the donate button. On behalf of Pastor Robert and the entire production team here at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Be sure to join us again on this same station at this same time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.